Welcome to the first ever episode of the Hoigo Bonito podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and today I have two of my best friends with me, uh, Eric and Nick. How you guys doing today? Very well, very well. I'm chilling, boy. Let's go. All right, so today's topic is the preview for Euro 2020, which kicks off this Friday. And I figured, you know what, let me get my boys together and let's preview this tournament, which we all hope to be exciting, and it can't get worse in 2016 because that was a dud fest, so... Yeah, we'll save that for my therapy session. <laughs> yeah, all right. So today, the topics I will bring to you is we're, we're going to go through all the groups. We'll discuss most of the teams, and we'll give uh, we'll each give one player, like, an X-Factor for the groups. And then after that, we're I have a predictor pulled up, and we'll do, like, a majority vote. So we kind of have our own, like, tournament prediction. So let's start off with Group A. And Group A has Italy, Turkey, Wales, and Switzerland. So this group hits a little home to Nick since he's Italian. Yeah, baby. So let's start off with um, an X-Factor player for this group. Uh, Nick, you go first. All right, so I got the young stud, uh, Manuel Locatelli. Uh, he's insane. He had the best successful passes per 90 in, like, all the leagues, except for uh, Arthur on... Uh, on Juve, and the only re- he only had more passes. He still had med- uh, Locatelli still had median uh, carries per ninety, but he was like the best in that as well. Again, aside from Arthur, so if he's gonna bring a new breath, a, a fresh wow, <clears throat> a breath of fresh air to Italy's midfield, and it's gonna be really sexy, and they're gonna win the group. So yeah, let's go, uh, Eric. In my opinion, I think it's uh, I think uh, Jorginho is gonna keep up his uh, absolute world-class season over from Chelsea. Uh, full bias aside, I am a Chelsea fan. And uh, I have been uh, a bit critical of Jorginho in the past. And I've been flipping and flopping on uh, whether I like him or not. But at the end of the day, in a good system, and I, I think Mancini's are going to use him really well. So I think if Jorginho keeps to his best, just like the other Chelsea players playing around in Euro, I feel like Jorginho is going to be the dark horse of the dark horse team in that group. Uh, so my player, I kind of went like more of like X Factor in terms. I'm going with the young stud Federico Chiesa. Uh, me and Eric got them stocks in them. One day we'll be rich because of him. One day. Player of the season for you. Right? So yeah, I was, I was looking at you. I was looking at Italy. So defense is solid, experienced. Then you go to the midfield. You got the I think top three midfield in Europe potentially. You, you have all three players that could keep possession, and then you have depth on the bench as well so you could start with uh Jorginho Barella Verratti or you could throw Locatelli for deep line playmaker but the biggest question with Italy is up top so my predict my predicted front three for Italy is going to be Insigne on the left uh Immobile up top and then you got Kiesa off the right uh I think Insigne he's kind of already proven in the international stage for Italy Immobile is kind of iffy because he hasn't yet um combined his uh league form into international form but then you have Chiesa, who's it's his first tournament. He's coming off the season of his life for Juve. He was, he was arguably their best player, which is pretty hard to do in a team with Cristiano Ronaldo. So, yeah, hopefully Chiesa can uh, lead Italy to top of the group, which is, I think. And then when we look at the rest of the group, this is the group with, like, the two dark horses of the tournament, most people think. So you have Italy and Turkey, who, had, who has gotten a lot of uh, hype over the last couple weeks. But then you also have Wales and Switzerland, which Switzerland kind of is always, somehow always qualifies past the group in like all the tournaments. And then you have the year 2016 Darlings in Wales, 
coming off their semifinal run. So, who do you guys think will finish behind Italy in this group? Turkey, like very, very easily. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion. Right. Especially yeah, Turkey. Especially with like I can't even name I I I could probably name her whole squad with with a Yazici, Yilmaz, um, Kabak, Soyuncu, Kawongulu. It's it's just a overall very strong team to not finish second and it would be very, very not not very surprising maybe if they get a draw against Italy and they get first in the group, but we shall see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Turkey. The only only way I could see like a Wales is like if Gareth Bale turns back the clock and turns into prime Gareth Bale. But Loki not happening. But yeah, it's probably not gonna happen. And then, yeah, I think I think Turkey because like if you look at the whole team, you got experience, but you also got you. So you got like the center backs, you got Soyuncu and probably Demiral over Kabak, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. And then you have. I forgot. And then you have. Demiral was alive. And then you have the Turkish Zidan, Chao Noglu, Sepi specialist as well. Which you always need in a tournament because it's gonna be every game's gonna be tight. So one set piece can decide anything. So one free kick, really. Yeah, one. Free, yeah, one free kick, and he could bang him for my forty. So. Yeah, Nick knows. <laughs> hey man, that Hamburg free kick leave, lives rent free in my head because it was against Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is one of the greatest kicks I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so you yeah, Widenfeller. <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah, shout out to Widenfeller. Anyway. So yeah, we're all in consensus for this group. Alright, moving on to Group B. This one's probably a little easier in terms of like it's a little weaker. So we have Belgium, Denmark, Russia, and Finland. Pretty sure we can all agree that. Probably thinking Finland's gonna finish last. I think all of us can agree on that. Yeah. Yep. I still, I still to this day, I think if Greece had John Manship from like the beginning of the qualifiers, we would have finished ahead of Finland. But nah, it's okay. Whatever. 2022, we're coming. But yeah, so uh, X Factor players for this group. Eric, you go first. Um, honestly, I don't. I th I think it's gonna be pretty obvious. Um, Russia, uh, probably the whole team if they're on roids again. <laughs> uh, Belgium, one of my favorite players, probably top three in the whole world. Romelu Lukaku. I think it's gonna be him. Uh, I I honestly think they might be better without De Bruyne, missing the first week, the first game. What's the injury? Yeah. But um, yeah, I yeah I I think it's gonna be Lukaku easily. I think it's gonna carry him all the way. My honestly, probably my golden boot winner as well. Nick. Uh, I have Belgian center back Jason Denier, because Ooh. he's a freaking rock at the back, and they only conceded three goals in qualifying. So, I think he can prove to be a huge part in them winning the group. I like that one. That's a little out the thinking outside the box. I like that. So my player is actually not Belgian, because I think Belgium's gonna win the group. So like, it's not really. I mean, it's kind of easy for them. So the battle for second is between Denmark and Russia. Like Eric said, uh, if Russia aren't PDs, they might actually win the group. But yeah. the tournament's not. A, and they also have two out of three games are in Saint Petersburg, so that kind of is huge. But yeah. Denmark are one of the few teams that are lucky to have all three games. All three games will be in Copenhagen. So, yeah. my player, I'm going to choose Denmark, and my player is going to be the striker, Yusuf Bolson. Nice. So, Denmark, when you look at the team house constructed, you have a good core of center backs. So, you have four center backs that are all capable of starting. You got Andreas Christensen from Champions League winners Chelsea. Oh, yeah. 
you have Joaquim Anderson from Lyon, who was on loan for Fulham this year, and he was really good for a Fulham team that got relegated, but he, shone, he sh- was one of the players that shined brightest. You have captain of Denmark, Simon Kerr from AC Milan, who just finished in the UCL spot. And I couldn't think of a four center backs. Maybe it's three center backs. But, yeah. And then you look at their midfield. I think it's one of the most underrated midfields in the competition. You have a three of Eriksen, Delaney, and Hoiberg. So you can kind of play two deeper. And then you have Eriksen, who's going to have all the freedom. But then up top is where it's kind of like liabilities. You have Martin Braithwaite, who I still to this day don't know how he's wearing the Barcelona number nine. Not for long. Aguero's ripping that off from first day training. Yeah. And then you have some guy named Wind from Copenhagen. I think he's like the right wing. And then you have Poulsen up top for RB Leipzig. He's pretty good for Leipzig, but for Denmark, you never know. Yeah, for Denmark, I remember the game against Croatia. They kind of bought with a lot of chances, and then the game with the pens, and then the rest is history. So yeah, I think if Poulsen can like have a consistent, like a couple, like couple goals, two or three goals, I think Denmark will com- comfortable finish second over Russia. So we'll see. I think it's how they line up. Because I honestly have no idea whether they're going to do a three-back or a four-back. Because you can have... It's probably not the best thing to have a four-back and then have Christensen and... Uh, what's his name? Anderson. Because those are two very ball-playing center-backs. So you probably do Kiyer, who's arguably uh, AC Milan's best center-back. I don't know. I've watched quite a few games, but I think Kiyer is way better than Romagnoli. So you can do Kiyer and then a Christensen... Or Anderson, or you could do a whole back three, and you can have Christensen, and then Kyer, and then Anderson as a back three, and you can probably have. Oh no, because then the problem is if they do a three-five-three, Pulson, and then no, no, never mind. Because I was thinking, because they don't have two attacking midfielders, right? Tony Erickson. Yeah, oh, I just, I'm looking at the lineup last game against Bosnia, which I think was a couple of days ago. They played a 4-3-3, and yeah. the midfield was Eriksen, Daniel Vaz, who's a really good oh, player. Oh, yeah, that's right, Vaz. He can play right mid as well, I believe. He can just play right back, because they're, yeah, they're kind of weak right. on the fullbacks. I'm seeing, I don't know who these people are. No offense to them, but... Yeah. And then, yeah, up top, I forgot another name I forgot. Uh, knee striker, Kasper Dolberg, who had a really good year with Ajax, I think. The year that they made that uh, nice little run in the Champions League. So that's another player as well. So, yeah. Uh, the two center backs were Kerr and Christensen. I think Kerr is a guaranteed starter since he is a captain. So it's down to the last center back spot. Who also they have to fight with Vestergaard from Southampton as well. He's also Danish. So, yeah. so we're all consensus. Denmark second. Yeah, yep. I'll take so easily. Next group, we have Ukraine, Netherlands, Austria, and North Macedonia. Shout out the Macedonians, good job for qualifying. Shout out my guy, Pan- shout out my guy Pandev as well, legend. Legend, <laughs> legend. Nick knows. Sure. All right, so uh, I'll start with my player, so the X Factor. I think it's on, pr- pretty easy. My boy, Memphis Depay. This guy is. Basically, the whole Netherlands attack because you got men like Ryan Babel still in this team. This guy has more hair, has had more no, hair changes way. than goal scored for Netherlands, probably. But yeah, I think it's pretty easy. The pie. This guy is coming off season of his life. He could play multiple positions in the attack. He could play on either wing. He could play striker or he could play a false nine. United ruined this kid. This guy could have been 
probably one of the best players on the team, but we weren't players, so that's what it is. And yeah. hopefully he'll be a Barca player. That'll be a great link up. So, yeah. Uh, Eric, who's your player? Um, it's a player that uh, I used to despise, but he's so good that I have to respect him. It's going to be uh, Frankie De Jong. I feel like he's really, really versatile in playing center back and, and center mid. And I feel like this is his first tournament that is a Nations League, that, that's Fugazi. That's not count. That's not a tournament. So, <laughs> so this is his first tournament where we can actually shine and show that he can be the face of a Dutch team. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit obvious, but I I just think that without Coleman, he might be a little exposed. Because under Coleman, I think he's an absolutely phenomenal player. But him, Depay, and that's, and that's basically it, yeah. So, Leon. Nick? Uh, I'm going with the 23-year-old Austrian uh, Sasa Kalajic. He's the tall. He was the tallest Bundesliga player this year, and he uh, of his 16 goals, eight were headers. So I think he's going to be huge in my prediction of Austria winning the group. And you know he's 23. He had an amazing year, 16 goals in the Bundesliga, with uh, Borna Sosa crossing them into him. But he won't have that. Uh, those crosses in with Austria because they'll probably be coming from Alaba who is a Real Madrid player now um, but yeah I have uh, Kalajic as my guy and I think he's going to do bits in this group ah, bold prediction choosing Austria uh, quick update on another suit we didn't mention this but uh, unfortunately Donny van der Beek will not be playing in the Euro he had a groin injury from uh, like, sitting on the bench all season. Yeah, yeah sitting on the bench, apparently. I don't know how he got the injury, unfortunately. Uh, bad look for him because Ole hates him. Frank the Boar hates him as well. Worst manager. This guy might be the the worst manager of all time. Mourinho said himself. Yeah, Mourinho said himself. This guy starting Darun, who I heard at Howlers playing in the friendlies. But, yeah. Oh, I also... He wasn't that bad for Atalanta, but then he just kept talking talking smack on Twitter. Yeah. Also doesn't have Gasparini's system to play in. He's playing in the Frank DeBoer system. And then I also, like Nick, will not be choosing Netherlands to win this group. I'm going to be going with Ukraine. I feel like Ukraine, I think the big best part about them is they all kind of all play together at the domestic level since most of Ukraine's team is from Dynamo Kiev. And then you have Captain uh, Zinchenko from Man City who is a very versatile player and Unlike club level, he plays in the midfield for Ukraine, which is his natural position, so he's able to shine more. So, yeah, I think Ukraine's kind of on the rise and led by manager and legend Shevchenko. So, yeah. Eric, do you have Netherlands win this group or do you have someone else? No, no, no. I have Netherlands win the group. I don't think Shevchenko, the fraud, is going to lead that team to win the group. There's absolutely no way. Uh, <laughs> because, like with the other Euro. I know it's a totally different team, but I feel like they usually overperform in qualifying and then absolutely underperform in the actual tournament like they did in Euro by uh, not scoring a single goal and losing every game. I just I just do not see it. Uh, I I know it's basically the whole Shakhtar team or, or the whole Kiev team or the whole Ukrainian league, but I feel like Shevchenko is not Shevchenko. Um, oh, my God, I'm blanking. Zinchenko, Zinchenko, is is not gonna be able to lift that team to maybe even a third place. They might get third place, but I I don't think they want to group. Yeah. It's kind of predicated off Netherlands, who are usually a stronger World Cup team than Euro team, because 
I think I feel like, but you never know. So we'll go with Netherlands first and like the predictor because I have them finishing second. So yeah, yeah. you pick them first, and then yeah. Ukraine or Austria for second. Yeah, I might. Mm. I have Ukraine finishing second, and Netherlands third. So you have Austria first. Eric, do you have Austria yeah. second or third? Honestly, second. Second, so okay, that means Ukraine is third. And then North Macedonia, unfortunately, uh, tough luck. Uh, fourth place. Kanev is forty-five years old. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right. Who's that? Who's that dude that they have for Napoli? Oh, Elmas. Elmas, yeah. Maybe he'll do something. Yeah. I was gonna say sorry, no, but he's Albanian. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the next group. Uh, this one's getting. This is more Eric's territory. Group D. So we have uh, England, Croatia, Scotland, and uh, Czech Republic. Eric, I'll let you have the floor with term X right. Factor player. <clears throat> so, uh, bias. Um, I am from the Czech Republic. No, kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly think, because I am quite the realist in life, so I can honestly tell you that we could finish third, or we could finish first. I really think at the end of the day, it's up to Zlatko Dalic, our manager, to put the right formation in game one um, against England. On Sunday, I believe, but it's and then again playing Scotland. I it's just so many things running through my head. It's like so many good things, but mostly negative things. But I think the key player or or the X factor is gonna be Marcelo Brozovic. I think if he starts every game, he's having an app. He's having an absolutely phenomenal year. Inter, like always, uh, next to MVP of the season for Serie A for the midfielders, Nico Barella. I think him. I, I can say so many players on this question team. I can say uh, who I want to have to be an X Factor. Uh, someone I've been repping for a very long time, Nikola Vlasic. He's an attacking midfielder from uh, Moscow. He tried to get a winter move, but no one's really buying a player valued at 35 mil from the Russian league. Uh, he had a fail, failed stint at Everton. But um, I think him at, at an attacking midfielding role, at, or as an eight, him and Modric up top behind Kramaric. Or with Kramic, it's so many things going through my head. But I think they could, they probably are finishing second. But if the right lineup is put in the first game, I think I think we can finish first. Uh, Nick, uh, my player to watch is also a Croatian. It's uh, Livakovic. Uh, oh, he's yeah. got big shoes to fill with uh, Subasic retiring and with the performance that he put on against the Spurs in Europa League. I think he can be a key part in Croatia with this group, with the uh, attacking options that England and uh, that England have. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he gives Harry Kane nightmares from that again. Yeah, again from that game, from probably one of the best European games that happened this year, the the three 0 in Zagreb. But I think with that, with with Livakovic being an X factor, I think the right players have to start in front of him. So, so if I see yeah. Lovren and Vida in a back four side in front of him, I might honestly not watch the whole tournament. Because then you, your X-Factor, Nick, is going to concede five goals a game. So, uh, I, so I think, I think you got to have some more faith. Maybe two or three, not five. No, 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 five. Five. <laughs> no, no, it might not be five. Um, unless I see, like, Guardiol and Vida or a back three of Caleta Chad, who's very, um, very rated. Because people on Twitter and football manager, anyway. But 
Marseille Sam by Clatachad, Guardiol, um, plays for Dinamo Zagreb on loan from Leipzig. Hopefully he goes back to Leipzig. Him and Vida in a back three. That could be a very good X factor, yeah. But in front of two uh, bozos, I I don't think he's gonna look very good. But hopefully, he does have a, if he does have a good Euro, he might get a transfer move. Him and Vlasic. Not in their goalkeeper, so. Yeah, I'm, and he's I'm, 25, I believe. I'm open to any suggestions, but I'm gonna be a little cop out here. I'm not gonna choose a player. I'm gonna choose a manager, and that's a uh, waistcoat, Gareth Southgate. <laughs> so, um, no matter what. I think whatever for England's, <laughs> no matter like, it doesn't matter the player on the pitch. It just matters what Gareth Southgate's intention is in this tournament. Whether he tries to attack or sit back, because if he tries to sit back against like Croatia, for example, the midfield that England have chosen to take is pretty weak. So I think my I think my, my starting eleven, what I think Southgate's gonna do against Croatia is gonna be Jordan Pickford in goal. Uh, Maguire's not fit, so it's going to be Mings and Stones at center back. Um, Yikes. Walker at right back, and then Luke Shaw left back. And then his midfield is going to be a pivot of Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson. And I think Mount's going to play the 10. And then 50% uh, Rashford at left wing. Uh, Raheem Sterling, who's having the worst season of his life. And then Harry Kane up top. I think he's going to do that, and that's very dull. It's very boring. Uh, that. That's very horrible, by the way. Yeah, that's what I think he's going to do because he's a horrible manager. Um, Jordan Henderson, once once you take him out of Klopp's system, he looks like Joe Allen because he's horrible. He looks like a Sunday League player. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. What I would do, I mean, I'm not I'm not an England fan, but I have there's a lot of players on England that I, I rate. So, what I hope he does is he plays Grealish on the left because Grealish is one of my favorite players in the prime. He's a baller. Guy glides with the ball at his feet. He's just beautiful football. And then I hope he plays two eights and a six, so like a Mason Mount next to maybe I don't know, maybe like a Jude Bellingham. He might—he's a little young, but I mean this guy's kind of already accept, accepted pressure. He played for Dortmund in the UCL against Man City, and he was brilliant. He was Mount already, Fortnite at the eight. You could also do a Mount Fortnite at the eight. And rise at the six. Yeah, rise at the six, especially because Croatia's midfield is not like very physical. It's more of like ball to feet, so. See, and then again, it depends who starts for our midfield as well, because because if we want to absolutely dominate their midfield, and honestly, our midfield can absolutely run lanes against them, like we did in the semifinal. But um, if we run something, if we run a six and two eights, and we have Brozovic at the six, and Kovacic and Modric at the eights, they're not touching the ball at all. Yes, yeah, very true. But the only way they could kind of counter that is you have to play a Mount Foden and a Rice. Yeah. Because they're also very techie players. Yeah. And then you play Grealish on the left and then you choose one of the runners on the right. So Rashford, Sterling. I personally go Rashford because I think he's better than Raheem Sterling. But Raheem Sterling's more of a veteran so he might go for Sterling. Who, by the way, has not scored a goal for England in the international tournament. So take that as we will. This guy kind of not the best pressure player but but then again, I would fear throwing if he started just ju just because the of pace, the pace yeah. factor. It's just the pace factor. And then defensive scores. If you have Tyrone Mings, then everything's Tyrone Mings is one of the worst center backs on the planet. So, yeah. So, who are we going for this group? Uh, for first and um, second? I'm going to be just like, I'm that I'm not Croatian, and I'm just going to be completely honest. It's going to be England first, Croatia second, and third, you can flip a coin.
That's probably pretty much what I have. <clears throat> yes, I'm going to see. Since the games are at Wembley for England, I'm going to go with them at home. Yep. And in terms of Scotland and Czech Republic, speak a little bit about them because we can focus more on England and Croatia. I'm going to go with Scotland because they also have some games at home. And them Scots are crazy in the crowd, so it's a good home field uh, advantage to have. And I think they have a decent team. They have some good players. So you have like a McTominay, you have a Tierney, you have a, a Robertson, you have a McGinn. Hopefully Billy Gilmore plays because I think he's probably their best midfielder. Attributes-wise, he might be a little young, but I don't know. So, yeah. I, I think Gilmore could actually be an X factor for them making third. But then again, if they do make third, I don't think they, they would even qualify for the, what is it, four teams? Yeah, they would have to take points off England or Croatia. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen against us, but I just I just see them winning the one game against Czech Republic or even that. To be honest, I think they could beat Eng they could get a point against England because that's such a rivalry and like it's like it doesn't matter what kind of players you have because it's just passion versus passion. Passion versus passion. It's yeah, passion versus yeah. passion, and Scotland always usually yeah, yeah. play England pretty close, so you yeah. never know. That rivalry I, goes deeper than football, so so yeah. Yeah. I do have them as one of the four teams, though. Do I? Really? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. If they take a, t if they take, if they take a point off Croatia, I'm not, I don't know. Oh my god. All right. So moving on from Group D, we go to Group E. This is more one of the most boringest groups, I guess, in the way, in my opinion. So yeah, Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. I kind of, I'm gonna guess who next player is. So I'm gonna let him go first. I kind, we'll kind of <laughs> both have an idea of who's gonna be. But Nick, yeah. go ahead. Um. My X Factor, my one of my favorite players of all time, if not my favorite player, Robert Lewandowski, uh, coming off the best season of his career, breaking Gerd Muller's record in the Bundesliga, but it never really translated to playing for Poland. Nope. At all, really. But I th think he's finally gonna take it, and he's just gonna go. He's gonna bring them to second in the group, and get them to really? qualify to the knockouts. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with my player. Uh, my player is gonna be Swedish striker Alexander Isaac. Who yeah. I rate really highly. I think Sweden have a really good team. It's very compact in the back, and then you have very um, good forwards. And I think uh, this game, this uh, Sweden Spain game, is in doubt because of COVID, unfortunately. Awesome. So hopefully, Pascalusevski has COVID, and so does uh, Sergio Biscuits. Sergio Busquets. He also has um, COVID, so we'll see. No. That makes Spain better. Probably, but who knows with Enrique. This guy's going mad with his selection. Still can't wait Sergio Ramos, who's not selected, but... It makes him better, but with this system, makes him significantly worse. Yeah. But yeah, I think Isaac is a big X factor because for Sweden to finish in any of the top three spots, because I think three teams qualify from this uh, group, uh, because I think they're all going to take points off each other, and they're all going to be Slovakia, unfortunately for Slovakia, but yeah. Uh, I think Isaac, he's the striker. He's their main. He's the main outlet. Um, hopefully, Kulusevski is able to come back for at least the last two games because he's also a very good player, and him and Isaac will be a good link up. And then the midfield, you have Forsberg feeding Isaac. So if Isaac could be clinical like he was for Real Sociedad in La Liga this year, I think Sweden could do really good things. And Eric, your player? Uh, it was Isak, and now I'm kind of thinking of someone else because I don't want to be boring. I'll say Isak. So I might say the person behind the sock would be uh, Emil Forsberg. I think he came, yeah, he came off a pretty good season for Leipzig. I think he had 15 GA in, uh, I believe, what would be 30 games. But uh, 
Yeah, yeah, but Isak is as we saw in heat maps, which I which I wish I could pull up that photo. That, that. heat map was crazy. Yeah, he he basically plays every position. He carries the ball himself. He's a nine. He's an eight. He's a six. He's a right winger. He's an eleven. He's a seven. Everything. But obviously, he can't do that every single day. So I feel like the person behind him is going to be feeding him. Would be uh, would be Forsberg. I think he had double digits in assist. I I can look it up real quick. He, I got you. Let me look it up. In the Bundesliga, he had seven goals, four assists. Oh, seven. Yeah, that's not too bad. But I feel like he would be the. Uh, a correct person and the best person to feed him. So I, so, so, so I would say Forsberg, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I'm looking at Sweden's, like, last lineup. Uh, it's not looking really good right now. So, um, Forsberg was playing left mid. They play a 4-4-2. Oh, are, are they playing Brexit ball? Oh, no. But let me check. Let me so check. Those are second to last game. Leipzig. Yeah, so Forsberg is playing left mid. But... And again, his last match, he dropped the man of the match, 9.1 in each scored, so. From left mid? Mm-hmm. He's probably getting, he probably played left mid, but he has, like, a more of a freedom, in a way. But, yeah. yeah. And up top, it was Isaac and Kulusevsky, so that's a really good, up, it's a really good duo up top. And, yeah. I also think Lindelof is probably going to play a lot better for Sweden than he does for Man United, because he, it's not as, it's not the Premier League, so it's not a physical, it's just, it's more technical, hopefully. I for he had a howler his last friendly. He had a 7.5, he didn't... Oh, never mind. I didn't watch. I just saw off uh, reaction on United fans. I'm sorry. Yeah, probably. I'm looking at 90% passing accuracy. 50% on his oh, long wait a minute. balls. What am I saying? Olmo got called up, right? Dani Olmo? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh my god, why am I saying Forsberg? Who cares about Forsberg? <laughs> the guy <laughs> who plays right next to him in their own team, Dani, Dani Olmo. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Dani Olmo. Talk about Dani Olmo. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dani Olmo, uh, someone who I call Danny Olnich because I I really wish that he never got called out for Spain. Uh, he, he's he been with Croatia and Zagreb ever since he left um, the Barca under 18, under 21. I think under 18. Uh, like six, seven years ago, he speaks fluent Croatian. He had he lived there for a very long time, played for Zagreb, won multiple titles there. Uh, and he was thinking about changing nationalities to, to play for the Croatian national team. And unfortunately, he was actually good enough to play for the Spanish team. And he broke double assists, uh, double digit assists. He had 5 and 10 in 32 games. So I rate him very highly. I had for a while, he was 23. Finally breaking into the Spanish team. So I'll say Dani Olmo, yeah. But hopefully their play style doesn't ruin the way he plays, like advanced football instead of sideways like Spain does. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I think Spain topped the group, but... It's not gonna be a very convincing one. I just I don't rate Spain that much this tournament. I, I don't know why. I just the players they have. I think the lack of leadership at the back is gonna be huge because you don't have Sergio Ramos. No Ramos weirds me out. Yeah, it's just like just like if he leaves Real Madrid, that's gonna weird me out. He just you associate him with the Spanish national football team in tournaments and Real Real Madrid. So and I think the back two is probably gonna be Laporte and Torres, which is another iffy for me because that's two left-footed center backs. So, I don't know how it's going to work in a tiki-taka system. I would assume that he would usually typically go with, like, a lefty and a righty. But that's up to Luis Enrique. So, we all have Spain topping, I'm guessing. Yeah, easily. And then second and third. Uh, Nick, you have Poland second, right? I have Poland second and Sweden going through. And Eric? With third. I have, uh... Giroud scored! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Drew just scored. Yes. Right, good, good. Um. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, yes. I'll take that Benzema. Anyway. Um. Yeah. 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 I have Spain first. And second and third. Um. Sweden and then third. Um. Flip a coin. Honestly, I would say Sweden second though. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Sweden second, Poland third. I just think I think Lev was obviously the best player in this group, but I don't think behind him he has that much help. Like yeah, only, he had a Kuchawa like feeding him all these years. Wow. Yeah, I think the only other player from Poland I can really name is Zielinski. Fabianski. Yeah, he's garbage. Hey, he's not even gonna be a starter anyway. Chesney the keeper. So. I forgot. I forgot Chesney was a person. So will you basically soon? Because they, I, if they play, actually no, never mind. They're not getting Donna anymore. I completely anymore. blanked on him. All I could think about was Fabianski. Nah, yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, Poland is still gonna get through because I think of the fourth, the third place thing. All right. So last but not least, the group of death. This is probably the most craziest group in any tournament history because the three teams in it. You got sorry Hungary. Yeah, sorry Hungary. We'll have other games in Budapest, with, but that's probably not gonna play a factor because the teams they play. So we have the three international powerhouses. We have the winners of the last three international tournaments as well. So we have the 2014 World Cup champions, Germany. The reigning Euro champions, even though a bit controversial of the process that went through that. But we have Portugal. And we have reigning World Cup champions, France. So I'm going to go with my X-Factor player. And that is uh, newly returning. I'm pretty sure we probably all had him, but I'll go first with it. Um... Newly returned uh, to France national squad, Karim Benzema, after he was exiled for about five years because of the controversies with Valbuena. But Benzema is back. Uh, he did get injured today, but from what I have heard, it's a, like a dead leg, so he should be good for the first game. And yeah, Benzema, I think he's, in my opinion, he's top three strikers in the world. Um, the, this guy is one of the most technically gifted footballers. He just links everything together, and I think he's a perfect fit in the system because they want to walk up with Giroud scoring zero goals, and Giroud's a good player, but I think Benzema's just a better version of him. And the way Benzema's linking up, he's linking up with the attack, and I think, in, I think for France, I think all their players just play much better than they do at club level. So yeah, uh, Eric, you go with your player. This is this is honestly so hard. Yeah. Because he's, I have a lot of. Oh, oh man, it's probably taking a minute. Yeah, we all have. Uh... Nick, Nick, do you have yours so I can think more? Because I really want to say who yeah. I want to say, but there's so many more players that are deserving. I guess. I have yeah. mine. Alright, go ahead, Nick. I have another returning player, not French. He's the silliest player in all of football, or well, most underrated, the Ram Dorcher, <laughs> Thomas Muller. He's back, baby. He had 11 goals, 18 assists in the Bundesliga, 10 GA, and 9 Champions League games. This guy's back. He's insane. I love him more than anything. He's going to bring Germany. He's not by himself, but he's going to be a huge part. And again, like I had Lawa doing for Poland, Muller's going to bring Germany to second. And they're going to go through after their embarrassing 2018 World Cup bounce. I can't play yet. I want to say more than one. I don't have one. Go ahead. You can say more than one. You know what? Yeah, we're in the, Honestly, we're in the last group. This is the group of death. We all have we all have multiple players. Cause, I mean, we all have stocks in this group. Like, I have my French and Portugal youths. You guys got your Germany youths. We all have players in this group. So, Eric, you can name more than one. I'm going to say one per team, actually. All right, go ahead. 
So for oh, France, wait, can you start with your Hungarian first? <laughs> anyway, so for France, <laughs> I'm the I'm the one per team besides Hungary. I actually know Hungary, Golashi. Okay, next. <laughs> now Orban, damn, they're uh, Yo, Orban, yeah, actually, he's nah, he's a good center back. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah. France, I'm mine's gonna be Griezmann. If they continue Easy. to do the four three one two, which they're doing, and I think that's the that's what they're gonna yeah yeah hundred percent. So it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, the back four, and then let me put the lineup right now. Yeah, it's three in the middle. It's Rabiot, Kante, Pogba. Yeah, yes, it's the back four. You mean Tolisso? That's not happening. And it's gonna be Tolisso, Kante, and Pogba, which honestly I think that would work with Kante and Pogba is literally one of the best duos in international history. Never lost. Unreal, unreal. And then and then with Griezmann being. Right outside of the 16-yard box with that left foot. That left foot is really a one. He scored today, actually. Yep. So, so with him feeding either Mbappe and Giroud or Mbappe and Benzema, which which it probably will, he, he's that. I, I I really think he's the key, and he scored a goal the other day, like just as I described, outside the outside the box, yeah, left foot, top yeah. in. I I really feel like he's gonna be the key for France, in my opinion. And then we have Germany. Um, ah, this is go, hard. Go, your boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm gonna say it's gonna be Kai Havertz, in my opinion. He's he he's going off for this group. Yeah, he's he's coming off a a very difficult, a very difficult season, but a very hot one month or two months. Uh, obviously, the score in the UEFA Champions League final, which made me cry in my uh, fellow podcast friend's basement nick uh but i feel like if he if he gets the space he can do the passes he had a goal and assist against uh who who did play yesterday or the other day i think it was it was Havertz. latvia latvia yeah yesterday yeah we're gonna play latvia he was absolutely phenomenal uh yeah but i think it's gonna be Havertz for germany yeah Man, but yeah, that one for Portugal or no? Oh, Portugal! Oh, 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 yeah, completely forgot. My god, what a group! Uh, I'm... yeah, sure, that Malteser head. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not gonna try to sound like that TikTok guy that we all hate and absolutely I, I blocked him. I'm sorry, oh, I'm FC sorry. Wonder I... Kid, yeah, I blocked him too. Really, I like that. Yeah, I like who... that guy. Oh, uh, yeah, pronounces them all it's the names so annoying because he's Portuguese. Yeah, I know, but it's so annoying, bro. So just say them yeah. normally. Giroud scored again! Yes! <laughs> oh my god, Benietta assisted. Oh, oh my red. god. The red well, see, now again, my X Factor might change. Do we really need Benzema? It's Bulgaria. Allow it. No, 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 no. The mighty Bulgaria? Are, are you sure? The Valentin Antov <laughs> at center back? Yo, Stoichkov and Berbatov are not playing anymore. That is very true, but nah, I don't know. I don't know. That might be iffy. Alright, Jude will play against Hungary and dunk on Orban. Alright. That's very true, yeah. Alright, Portugal, who you got? Um. Damn, it's really hard to think. Uh, definitely not Bruno. Yeah, he's having a holler. I already know yeah. he's having a holler. Yeah. But then I don't know who's going to start in midfield. I don't know if Silva's going to start in midfield or right wing. I, I, think, he's gonna gonna play, I think he's going to play right wing. Yeah. I might just go. Ah, yeah. uh, but is Fabio Silva going to start? Striker? Absolutely no chance. He didn't get called up, so. Oh no! Oh my God! I'm very stupid. I'm having a howler. 
You know, I say I'm I'm gonna say Ruben Dias. Right. I just think he he's gonna have a little redemption of the absolutely horrible month he's had. Little little, little exposure for the so-called player of the year for the Prem, who got dunked on by Renner three times in a row. But <laughs> I'm gonna say Ruben Dias, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm we're gonna do a little impromptu uh, PFA debate, quick one. Cause we're done with the groups pretty much. Actually, no. Let's, let's do a group edition. We'll talk about player of the year. So who we got first, second, and third? Uh, France first. All right, uh, I think we'll have that. Germ- Germany second. That's what I have. All right. So I had Portugal second and Germany third. But you know what? I was thinking about it. Let's go that. I, I, every time I see Portugal play Germany, Portugal play like under sixteen players, and they just don't show up against Germany. I feel like Germany just have their number. And like, as like we saw on the under twenty one final the other day. So, yeah. What a game, by the way. Yeah, great game. Got a lot of youths in that game. Shout out my boy Diego Dalo, but Oli don't rate you, so it's unfortunate. Sh- shout out Florian Vert. Yeah, so, alright. And Riddle Baku. Alright, and then the four teams for third. So, out of the eight, the eight teams that are finishing third, we have what, oh, six teams. Whoops. Well, Wales, Russia, Ukraine, Scotland, Poland, Portugal. So, I think we could all agree great Portugal time. are going through. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just realized I said Fabio Silva, not Andre Silva. I'm very stupid. Fabio Silva is absolutely horrible. <laughs> I meant Andre Silva. Too, too, too many Silvas that are strikers, man. This is. Did you guys cut out? Alright, uh, sorry for the brief interruption. Um, my Wi Fi went down again for the third time. But. <laughs> Hopefully this time there will be no interruptions. So I think where we left off was Andre Silva of uh, Frankfurt and Portugal striker. So yeah, yeah, I confused the Silva Portuguese strikers with one um, borderline world class Silva striker and one absolutely flop of the season, one of the worst strikers I've ever seen in my life, uh, Silva striker. So I feel like if Ronaldo plays at left wing and Silva starts a striker, uh, I feel like Silva will be the X factor. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. If they do that, that means Bernard has to play right wing because he can't play like a Hota because then that's too attack. There's like no creativity up top. I don't really, I don't really like him at midfield anyway. I think we all saw that with the um, Champions League final. Yeah. All right. So we were also talking about the third place team. So we have Portugal so far. Do we say Poland going through or no? No shot. I do. In my opinion, I have, I have Poland or Sweden going through for mine. Whoever yeah. finishes third. I'd so, also like to add that Poland played today. Uh, Poland yes. scored two goals. Uh, Lowe didn't score one. But yes, uh, these things happen. It's good. Mm-hmm. Just saying against uh against Iceland. I don't think Lowe was started. Uh, I think he did. He did. Oh, he did. Yeah, right now. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Might be a little howling. With, with Jakob Schwierchuk. Did Jelinski score? He might actually score. Oh, is. Get a little closer, talk a little louder. Yeah. So. Why not? I said I say Poland goes through. So then we have f- two more teams. Yeah, baby. Out of Wales, Russia, Ukraine, and Scotland. I have Wales, and since I had, I also had, I had Netherlands third, but I also had them going them through, going through. So, if we're gonna say Ukraine, I also had them going through. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Wales as well. I feel like they can steal a point against... I feel like, yeah. 
I don't know. Oh wait, I have five teams. Oh shit. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have Sweden, Scotland, and Netherlands. All right, so I have the third place team from C D E F. That's who I have. Eric Scotland Wales or Russia. Um, I sure the fuck hope it's not Scotland. So Wales. So so Wales. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say Wales. I'll go Wales too. Even though I can't believe I'm picking a team that has Daniel James on to advance, but whatever. Danny James. No, what though? He actually kind of plays good for Wales. Yeah, no, it does he's not wearing United red. Yeah, yeah, because he's freed of the shackles of Manchester United. That's why. Yeah, he also he also plays on his uh, more uh, preferred position, left wing. Uh, that's true. So yeah. I kind of forget he's way. actually left winger. Yeah. All right, so. Now we go on to our um, knockout stage, but before that, like I said before we were interrupted, let's do a little quick wrap up of like the prem, the player of the year, and this the atrocity. That oh yeah, when I brought up the edge. Oh, we we can also talk about the Bundesliga. Player yeah, we'll talk about how today. we'll talk about how player of the year in these leagues, how how oh, what's it called? Individual awards have like the significance of them has kind of lowered, and the importance of them has lowered because howlers are getting chosen. So. We'll start with the Prem. Kevin De Bruyne won uh, PF player, PFA Players Player of the Year. So I guess his fellow players saw, thought that he was Player of the Year. Even though when he got injured the first time, Man City were third in the league. And by the time he came back two months later, they were first in the league by a 10-point lead. So one could argue that Man City played better football without Kevin De Bruyne. And in the UCL final, we also saw that when he got injured because he met a brick wall, a.k.a. Antonio Rudiger, who gave him a black eye, red eye, whatever. And broke his face. Yeah, broke his face, basically. And then Man City kind of looked a little more threatening, some would say. So, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on KDB winning Player of the Year? Uh, I think it's I think it's probably one of the biggest robberies for Player of the Year. I think if it was, it was so obvious that should have been Harry Kane. I just, I don't even know what else to say. Like, how can you actually think that KDB really deserves it? I have, I have no idea. It's, it's just so stupid because it's basically, oh, whoever wins the league, well, manager of the, manager of the year, oh, he won the league, so he's manager of the year. Okay, cool. Um, the youngest player for the winner of the Prem. Okay, he's, he's young player of the year. Okay, cool. And then someone else, probably the captain, oh, he's player of the year. Okay, great. That's not how it works. That's, it's really not how it works. It's very, it's very stupid. The way it should have been was... Manager of the year would be would be uh, Moyes. Yeah. Or probably coin flip if it can be arguable. Arguable that could be Tuchel, but probably not. It's gonna be it's gonna be Moyes. Young player of the year, Mason Mount. That's also was quite an obvious one. And then player of the year would be Harry Kane. But I don't know. It, it's shocking. I I honestly don't even care anymore. Whoever wins the next year. I think for young player of the year, I mean. That's probably, like, in my opinion, the worst, like, the like least out of, like, a robbery in a way because, I mean, Foden's a good player, and when KDB did go down, Foden kind of stepped up. In a way, he did play good for Man City, but he also didn't play enough games, I feel like. So, I, I, did, I do think Mason Mount deserved to win it because he was the catalyst for Chelsea all year. He was their top creator. Right. So, yeah. And then Manager of the Year, David Moyes, I think it's an accomplishment where he did let his team to Europe after... I think me and Eric both had him like near the bottom of relegation zone. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about it because I thought there was no way that Ben Rama can actually and like a few other people can carry them to not being like even above top ten. Yeah, they're 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 guaranteed Europa spot. I don't think they, I don't think they even have to play qualifying. No, no, I don't think so. So yeah, it's an accomplishment David Moyes did, and then Player of the Year, I, it's obviously should have been Harry Kane, top goal scorer and top playmaker. Only I think the only other player to do that is Thierry Henry, and he's by what most people call the best striker of all time in the prime. So, and Harry Kane did it in a Jose system where he was literally the only attack. He had no help. He's playing the six. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing DM most of the times. He was dropping so deep. So, it's incredible. That I think he contributes about eighty percent of their goals. So without Harry Kane, the Spurs would have been like sixteenth. Some would say. So, yeah. And Nick, you go on a little rant about the Bundesliga. So, the Bundesliga Rookie of the Season was Silas Wyman. That's not his name anymore. Yeah. Um, That's a different story. Yeah, that whole thing was pretty insane. Let me just find his actual name for a second. Just call him Silas, right? Yeah, Silas, Silas Katompa Mvampa. <laughs> he was Rookie of the Season. Very deserved. If he didn't get injured, thanks Davies. Um, he would have been even more insane. But the Player of the Season... Was Erling Holland, and yes, he had an amazing year, as per because he's world class. He had what did he have? In the Bundesliga this year, he had 27 goals, six assists. That in 20 in 28 games, that's insane. You know, that's that's great. Robert Lewandowski broke the single season goal record set by Gerd Muller that no one thought would break in the Bundesliga for at least a much longer time. 41 goals after coming back from injury, and he doesn't win player of the season? Are you joking? What the hell? What is Is it because he's Polish? Broke a German record? I don't understand. This dude went on an unbelievable run after Andorans tried to stop him in the international friendlies against Poland. And I, I don't get it. It's really, again, it's stupid. Um, although I think there's a better case for Holland to win it over Lewa than there is for De Bruyne to win it over Kane. But it's <laughs> Levin. I don't get how he didn't win it. Best striker in the world doesn't win player of the season for his own league where he broke a goal scoring record. I don't get it. Yeah, it's funny because the because the arguable two best strikers in the world both didn't win the uh, player for for their own league. You know. Thankfully, Syria. Respectable league chose right and chose Lukaku as the MVP of the Serie A. Yep. Thank God. God, man. Thank God it was Ronaldo. I was gonna cry if it was Ronaldo. So yeah, Bolingoli won that. Yeah. Yeah. But won the midfielder MVP. Yeah, man. I think Ronaldo won best forward, which I mean, guess because he did win Golden Boot. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's a little quick rant over about Player of the Year and how um, most corporation, yeah. most uh, organizations in football are corrupt and have no clue what they're doing. But, nope. But, with the Bundesliga, though, I don't think it's corrupt. I just think it's stupid. Yeah. Like, you know? Potato, potato, though. Yeah, and the FA, I couldn't... I don't trust the FA <laughs> with anything. Yeah. There's actually a new president of the FA today. Oh, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, yeah. What, I think it's what, a woman as well. What ties do they have to a main city? Um, oh, dude, I don't even know. Yeah, but... Now it's going to change the same corrupt garbage. Slow key, I think it's like Man City's time to dom- they're dominating everything socially. Like 
media wise it's is what it is all right so we're gonna do a little knockout stage prediction now i'm gonna name i'm gonna give the matchups and we all predict the winner majority wise so first one is uh belgium poland so a little quick i'll do previous like all the matches and like storylines maybe so belgium poland you have two of the best strikers in the planet Lewandowski versus Lukaku and uh, Belgium who are the number one ranked team in the world somehow I speaking of corrupt FIFA and their rankings are horrific I don't know how Belgium is number one no offense to them but they haven't won a they tournament the and rankings are just pure pure garbage garbanzo beans bro and I think uh, me and me and Nick were talking about the other day uh, Palestine is the top 100 country in the world <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were at the Yankee game, and we saw that, and we saw with Ian that they were playing, um, our friend Ian, that Palestine were playing, who, Sudan or something? Dude, I don't like even know, some, bro. Some uh, North African Middle Eastern team over yeah, there. Yeah, for qualification for the World Cup. Yeah, and Palestine was like 98th in the world. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, it's just, a, it's just coefficients and all that stuff. And it's yeah. like if you win a game, you get plus points. If you lose a friendly, you get minus points. Rankings and I don't even know. And you're the domestic teams, like, yeah. also, yeah, like, like, I don't, I don't how know. How the hell is that? Like, what? There's no correlation between domestic, yeah. but because whatever. The whole starting 11 could probably not even play for the domestic league. Like, France, mostly. I think Mbappe's the only one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Belgium, Poland. Uh, people. Some people say that this is Belgium's like last chance to win a tournament because this is like kind of the end of their golden generation. I think it's probably this year or in the World Cup next year. This is kind of like their last two final chances. Because most of the, I think they're all in their prime. Lukaku, De Bruyne, Hazard's out of his prime, unfortunately, but he always plays good for Belgium. So he tried his best last tournament. Yeah, he no almost carried them to the final by himself. So yeah, uh, Belgium, Poland. Who you guys got? Uh, easily Belgium. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be embarrassing. It's it's sad that Lewa's not gonna be able to go through, but you know it's Poland and him, so why would they? Uh, so Especially quick. against Belgium. This game is in Spain, but that so that doesn't have any impact. Uh, next up we have Italy Austria. So we have dark horses Italy, who a lot of people lately have been really high on, and they think it'll go really far. And then you have Austria, led by Nick's favorite player, Captain David uh-huh. Alaba. This game is in better, but. Wembley, so it doesn't happen. I think we all agree Italy. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I, 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 I sure to God hope so. Yeah, if, if Alaba, if, if this game happens, oh, I already know and, A- and Alaba beats Italy, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. You should erase your agenda against them. Wait, what? Like, your agenda should be gone. That should be, like, that should be the deal. Like, if he somehow beats Italy. It'll be it'll be gone um, when I see him wearing the Madrid jersey. Right. So, well, probably gonna be pretty soon because Austria aren't gonna go for it. But yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, a rematch of last week's finally of uh, France versus Wales. Um, yeah, it's just France probably four 0 Yeah, dude. I I I don't even watch. I have two one Wales. Sure, man. Yeah. Dan sure. James brace. Imagine if no, Dan James not, if not Dan play. James scores a brace against France and fr- and they win, I will buy his jersey. Yeah, no, you won't. Uh, oh, you, actually, no, I think that's recorded. Even though what happened, I think that's <laughs> been recorded. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, the odds of that happening very low. Uh, next but up, we odds. have Croatia, Sweden. 
The Bruettes oh. got this. Eric, Eric Eagle. I'm I'm not a fan of that of how that lines up. I I would oh my god. Crap. Crap. Someone else go. Damn it. I'm 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 such a pessimist. Oh my god. I really see us losing. Really? Croatia two nothing. Dude, yeah, yeah, bro. I'm going Croatia. Two one. Okay, I'm gonna say Croatia, but I feel like we can easily lose that game. I'm sick yeah. I mean, any any team can easily and all that stuff, but yeah. dude, the game's in Denmark. Yeah, so they're home, really. Man, wait, all you gotta do is cross the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going Croatia though, but I'm not confident if that's what it leads to. Alright, next up we got Spain, Ukraine. That's gonna be a boring game. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna want to watch that. Uh, Spain though. Spain. It's yeah. a three o'clock game. I'll be. I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I have work. I'm, I, I'm not watching. I'll tell you right now, actually. Yo, uh, June. Uh, it's Tuesday. You're home. Oh, true, true. Lucky me, dude. All right. Aren't you so excited? All right. Next two games. Yeah, These are um, blockbusters. England, Germany. Yeah, that's that's when I'm gonna have work. Um, you don't. Twelve o'clock game Tuesday. I like that. 12 o'clock, prime time? Oh, yeah, see. Yeah, right when you get up, bro, you hop out of your bed, go, go put the TV on, you go. Exactly, yeah. Thanks for exposing my sleep schedule in front of the whole world. Because obviously the whole world is listening. Uh, of course, of course. Um, oh, this is this is half of my boys playing each other. But you know what? South Korea can only, can only take his offside teeth so far. I'm going Germany. Yeah, baby. Let's go. It's low key the battle of two waistcoats at manager. You know, Hawking does have a woke up to his fair, to his name, to be fair, but Yeah, the South Gate yeah, couldn't manage Denmark. Bolton. But twenty twenty one Hawking Low is not the No, he's a best manager in the world. No, it's just all politics. The game is at Wembley though. Uh, if that plays a factor. True. But I don't think I'm big enough to I'm trying to think. Just a bunch of your dogs. I mean, majority went Germany, so Germany are going to win. But I'd go England in this game. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. I would I would, I would, would hope it's and wish it's Germany. Depending on, like, who's back. If Tyrone Mings is still the center back by this point, then Germany 100%. Because what Werner and Miller is going to do to that guy, Lord have mercy. Uh, See, now... See now that you mentioned that, Vern will you probably score? Probably not. But I feel like he the same exact thing is gonna happen. I feel, oh yeah, he, you know what he most likely isn't gonna start. But but, but off the bench, m making that those runs for Mings, who's gonna bait for them, and Muller going into the open space. He's obviously he's a rhyme daughter. He's one of the smartest players I've ever seen in my life. He's gonna find that space, and Vern is gonna create it for him. I, oh, yeah, I I'm taking Germany. If if Werner can take away Player of the Year, wait, no, not Player of the Year. What was he? What was Ruben Diaz? He didn't win anything. What did he win? Oh, he didn't win anything. But he no, was Diaz Player of the Season. Oh yeah, De Bruyne won it. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm stupid. Uh, he was um, what was he? He won, no, he won anything. He was the best center back in the league this year, though, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Right, so if he if Werner can take away uh, Ruben Diaz with his runs for uh. Chelsea against Man City in the Champions League final. I'm pretty sure Tyrone Mings has no chance, like at all, 
Like, come on. So. Yeah. Probably Germany. You know, I think England will park the bus against Germany, probably, but. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Germany. Next up, Netherlands, Portugal. Portugal. Uh, Portugal. Yeah. I, th- I don't think Memphis Depay is going to be able to carry them enough. And he'll be going up against Ruben Diaz, so. Renato Sanchez is going to score a goal against Netherlands, and I'm going to laugh. Will he replicate his Euro form of 2016? We'll see. Or his Swansea form. <laughs> Where's the game? I don't know. Budapest, it's in Budapest, so. Don't mind. Yeah. Well, okay, atmosphere. <laughs> the game's on a Sunday. So, yeah, Portugal. I think Ronaldo probably scores a goal in that game. Uh, Turkey-Denmark. That's, a, that's such a good game. Oh, such an underrated I'm, game. I'm, I'm going Turkey. Uh, I'm going Turkey as well. I feel like, I feel like that's the game that might go extras. Penalty shootout. Like like, Maybe. Potentially. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's gonna take a while for them to unlock each other. And yeah, these are two of the most like well-built defenses. Both of them, both of them, good center backs, as we all as, as we stated in the group previews. So mm-hmm. it's really the battle of like who can unlock it faster, John Oglu or Erickson? I like the Erickson. So let's see. Actually, you know what? I'd go Denmark, but I also trust to keep him more and Schmeichel. Michael, uh, someone I'm not a fan of. Well, as a player or as like as a person? Both. Really? No, I think I, No, I don't like him for for, for many reasons. Uh, we, tur- we went Turkey, so mm. quarterfinals. Belgium, Italy. That's such um, a good. Going, oh my god. Going Italy all the way. They got it. I'm gonna say Italy as well. If um, they keep up their form. I'm making a clean sweep. I think this is where Belgium bows out. I think that midfield will be able to keep possession. Italy? Yeah. Mm. Immobile is going to show Lukaku levels, baby. Okay, let's not... Alright, alright, alright. All right. Let's not <laughs> think of that for. Let's not... Yeah. Lukaku is scoring in this game, but... I think, like... I think the wingers are the X Factor for Italy because Belgium play a three-back. Mm-hmm. So in Chiesa, so yeah. Yeah, no, Lukaku can only carry them so far. Uh, then we have a World Cup 2018 rematch final: France versus Croatia. I have Croatia revenge. <laughs> <laughs> one, one nothing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you do, dude, dude. All right, this is being recorded. If Croatia beat France in that in that quarterfinal, I do. I don't know. I'll shave my head. I'll shave my head. I've, I've had, I've had, uh, this is obviously not on video. I've had long hair for five years, and it's one of my, uh, best attributes because I don't have anything else to go for me. I'll shave my head. I swear to God, I'll shave my head. I'll shave my head. Uh, on you everything. Go, you going with France, though, I'm guessing? No, I'm, I'm going with France. Are you kidding me? It's going to be 5 0 this time. Uh, I ain't going with France as well. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yo, funnily enough, that game is in the exact same place it was in 2018. It's the St. Petersburg. Oh, really? It's probably going to rain again. Because you know uh, me loving uh, finals and it raining in 2008 with Chelsea and 2018 with Croatia. Absolutely amazing. I, 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 hope, it rain, I hope it rains again. <laughs> All right. 
And then we have a throwback, a Euro 2008 final, uh, Spain versus Germany. I'm... Hmm. Quick fact, last time these two teams played, uh, it was a Nations League game and Spain won 5 nothing. Nations League tax. Yeah, hmm. that's true. Big Nations League tax. I'm, 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 I'm going to go Germany. So I, I. I have to stick with my boys. Uh, so you guys are going to Germany. And we have Portugal versus Turkey. Portugal, I beg you. <laughs> I, I, I like to say Portugal as well, yeah. Turkey, Turkey can only go so far. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with my boys, Ronaldo, Bruno, Portugal. Mm. Oh, Bruno is your boy again? Yeah, of course. <laughs> he's my boy still. Still a little mad at him for a little yeah. game. But. I got you, got you. Uh, Italy versus France. This this might be where Italy's run ends. I'm still going with them. I have them winning the whole thing because you yeah, know you're Italian. Uh, I'm I'm going, I'm going France. I'm going France as well. Too much power. Too much firepower. Darn. And then Germany Portugal playing for the second time this tournament. I'm gonna go to Germany again. Me too. I had to go. I had to go Portugal because I think Germany beat them the first time, but they don't do it again. Hmm. Interesting. Because I think it's probably really hard to beat the same team twice in the same group. Even though Greece did it twice, 2004, just Portugal. Yeah. But all right, so yeah, you guys chose Germany, so it's fair, fair, fair. And then we have a final: France versus Germany. France. I think France surrenders to Germany. Germany win. Okay, buddy. Wow. Jesus. I'm going. I'm going France. I think it's a. They're gonna. What's it called? Make up for their 2006, 2016. Um, unfortunately, losing to Portugal on their own ground. And considering the late game when you go to Eder, out of all people, but what a final, by the way. Yeah. Amazing. So I'm going France. Score predictions. It's the final. Um. I'm gonna say three, mm, three to one France. Nick, uh, two to one Germany. Yeah. By the way, if Germany win the Euro, Rudiger is uh, going to start blowing the or charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to no France. Hopefully, it's not Conte. All right. So Which would probably happen in France. Don't worry. Alright, so we've done our predictions, so now let's do the awards. Uh, let's start with uh, Golden Boot. Golden Boot, Lukaku. Yeah. Nick. I'll also go with Lukaku. Alright, since Luk Lukaku's the majority, I'm gonna go with Mbappe. Killian and Bubba. Um, uh, Golden Glove, most clean sheets. Not really matter, but. Um. Probably Courtois. Yeah. He's he's gonna stab pal in group stages, I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah. Courtois. Yeah, Courtois. Oh, he's got Denmark and Finland to worry about. Wow, bro. Ooh. Wow. Oh, and, oh yeah. Oh, Golovin. Yeah, Golovin, Zuba. So you go um, We'll do flop of the tournament. Flop of the tournament? Um, I mean, who, who can really be a flop? 
I'd say Netherlands because they're probably like the ones we chose like most likely to not go past the group stage. Oh, I thought you meant player. No, oh, yeah, I'm not like no like team. We'll do player too. Well, my my player flop is Alaba. Oh. I don't think anyone expected that to be turning. It could it could be Netherlands, but I also Jesus Christ, I can probably think it's Croatia as well. But it's that's not really flop. It's not really. I have. I think England could be a flop. They, yeah. They don't make oh, it, oh, actually, yeah, because they're probably gonna lose in the first round. Yeah. But they are playing Germany though. No, it doesn't matter. But yeah, you are playing Macedonia safe. or Germany. Yeah. yeah go England. A uh, player flop. Um. I might say Benzema. There is there is an insane amount of hype going behind them. And after he gets injured, and then Giroud scores two goals in thirty minutes, I mean, hey, you know, but. I feel like it's there's just an insane amount of hype behind him, and if he doesn't deliver at least with a golden boot or them winning the whole thing, I, I feel like it's kind of a flop. I don't know. Sure. I'll Benzema. I'm going with Bruno. Oh, that's another one I should have said. Cause I, I hope it's him. Because I think it's not because like he's a bad player. It's because his role is so much different from United to Portugal because United, he's the, he's the whole attack but in Portugal, uh, Fernando Santos has him playing more as like a eight and like control the tempo, which is not kind of his play style in a way. So uh, he doesn't really play well for Portugal. So I think he'll kind of flop. They'll, go, they'll still go far because they have such a good team. But Nick, did you say oh, you said Alaba? Yeah, but like like genuinely though, I think the the big uh, Madrid price tag gonna get to his head the same way it did at, um in the 2020 Champions League run because he was arguably our worst player during it and scored an own goal for Barcelona so yeah I think there'll be too much pressure in his head again and he just won't be able to captain Austria to that much after the group stage on player of the tournament player of the tournament I mm. um, I feel like they're gonna. I feel like the PR is gonna stick, and they're gonna get, they're gonna give it the contact. But my 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 personal player, I would think. I can't think. It's very hard. I'm just gonna say contact because I feel like the that PR movement for his bone zero run is gonna is gonna stick. I don't know. Make. I'm gonna go Nicolo Barella. He's gonna anchor that. Uh, Italy midfield, and hopefully I hope so. Bring them the uh, the Euro. I'm Just also going with the midfielder, of course. I'm going with French midfielder, Paul Lebiot Pogba. Because mm. I think Lapioche. Because what he does for France and United is two different things, and it's not his fault. It's because United is a tragedy of a team, and that midfield, McFred, the worst player of all time, but. I've been catching the last two friendlies for France. Pogba is by far the best midfielder on the, on like on the pitch. His link up with Benzema already looks mad. He already has a link up with Mbappe. That that long diagonal with Mbappe's pace is overpowered. They could do that all game. And I think he's the he want he also wants to move on from United. So I think this is kind of like his audition for one of the bigger clubs in like PSG, Madrid, Barca. And I think he balls out. Which wouldn't even be a bad thing, because then if his price tag goes up, we can sell him, and 
We won't replace them all, but we could replace them. I don't think it's hard to replace them. Uh, I think it's very hard because teams are atrocious. We go, the United can't replace them. They won't replace them because they'll buy like Saul or something. Alright, so we have France as the majority winners. We did our awards. So, yeah. You guys excited for Friday? Friday Italy, it's still a score prediction for the first game, Italy Turkey. I'm going to say. Well, mm, I, could, I could say 2 0 two Italy or 1 1. Where's I the game again? I don't know. Where is the game? Is it Wembley? Uh, I don't think it changes anything. It's at Stadio Olimpico. It's oh wait, what? It's all it's in Rome. Oh, definitely Italy. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh crap. Let's go. Why I think it was that? No, no, okay then. I'm gonna say two 0 Italy. Yeah, yeah. another two 0 But they've had ten two 0s in a row. I'm, I'm gonna say one more. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go three one. They're going to give up their first goal in the last few games. And they're going to be losing first. Yomaz is going to open up the scoring. Mm. And come back, win 3-1. I am, I'm going to go Italy as well. I'm going to go 2-1. Tight game. Because both teams have good defenses. Um, yeah. My goal scorer, Kessel Brace. Because he's my X-Factor player for the game. I groups. wish. That'd be great for my stocks. So one day, I'm going to be a millionaire because this kid. Yeah, me too, me too. Alright, that should wrap it up. I think we... Excuse me, we did everything. Right. Hopefully, it's a, so, yeah. hopefully it's a fun Euros. I mean, like, like I said in the beginning, it literally cannot be worse in 2016. That is one of the, the worst tournaments of all time. No, 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 no. no. It could raise be worse. No, no, no. It could be worse. Right, as in, from a neutral perspective. Yeah, I know. It could be worse. Really? Never, I... never underestimate how shitty things can be. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I mean... In a question perspective, actually, it cannot get worse. So, oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, tears, literal. Literal tears. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a good tournament. Not a tournament without my country in it, but I'm, I'm, I've gotten used to it at this point. Not really, sorry. I've gotten used to it at this point. You know what, though? I've seen the Euros. I've seen my country win the Euros, so it's good enough. But, yeah. Hopefully, first game is good. Kickoff, it's Friday, 3 o'clock, I think, so. Yep. Yeah, hopefully, it's a fun Sorry. game. Thank you guys for joining me. Hopefully, maybe we can do one next week where we recap the first round of games. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be in a good mood. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yo, when's the first uh, Group F game? The first. We could do it after like every match week one is done. Yeah, so I think both, all four, two games Group F, uh, two, next Tuesday. Alright, so we can do it after. Beautiful. Next week then. What's the big game that day? Of France, Germany, three o'clock. France, Germany. Perfect. Cool. That's the two teams we have in the group, so it's a good start. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll do one after that. Um, hopefully, maybe we have some transfer news to break. Cause... Oh God. Well, I'm not saying for my club. I'm saying in general. Oh no 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 no, bro. You meant Sancho. No, you know. <laughs> you your club could have made an advances with Holland. You never know. Okay, so personally, just, just quickly brush over. In my personal opinion, I honestly think I honestly think nothing's gonna happen until after Euro. Um, n nothing with Holland and Chelsea, the team I support, obviously 
I don't think anything's happening with Holland right now until after the Euro because Raiola is apparently still in Paris doing the Donnarumma deal. So I'm not really believing any um, Fugazi transfer rumors coming from Build or Daily Mail or anything. I think it's going to be after Euro, but I don't know. It's only going to be small things and probably Donnarumma. Yeah, that one's probably wrapped up. What else we got? Hopefully, yeah, United wrap up done. Sancho. It's just the uh, 10 mil a year wages. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hopefully, United wrap up with Sancho, but this club moves slower than everything. We have our chief negotiator, Matt Judge, was a fraud, but. Yep. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll Maybe Veron has signed his contract extension by next week. Maybe. I doubt it, but. I doubt it. I don't think he's even signing one because. You know what? This was, this was the first one they offered to him. Now, in June. Actually? Yeah, it's mad. That's hey, crazy. Perez is such a crook, man. Yeah, I can talk Perez about that. That's a crook. <laughs> that, that's a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, yeah well, obviously we're doing some transfer podcasts. Oh. Uh, if, if we're talking about Perez, um, Madrid are going to play the first few games of the season next year. Or ne- first few games of next season at the Wanda Metropolitano. Yep. Really? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're I, not going to use the training ground? No, I think they're done with that. I, mean, they, gonna, I think fans they, are going to be back by then, right? So, yeah. It's, it's probably why. Yeah, um, Milan moment. Playing in the same stadium as your rivals. I, that's so cringe. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Hope you guys have a yep. good rest of your day. Hopefully. You too, Thank you. Yeah. You too, Bubba. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Yes, sir. Later.